Now, for the best two hours in radio, it's time for the Varsity Radio Show. Here's your host, Seth Henniger. Yeah, welcome back to the Varsity Radio Show. We are so excited for this day to be happening. We've got some exciting things going on uh, and what makes everything so fantastic. I believe it's the people that I bring in this room. They make this show so wonderful. Uh, and to my right, he's extremely tall. He's wearing <laughs> a Florida Gators uh, jacket. Yeah, come on. Got to. There's there's a few Got Gator to. fans up in Alabama. I don't know how they migrated, but here they are. And uh, to my right, it was uh, Jonathan Watts. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be on the show. I've never uh, been able to do it, and so... I was yep. very happy when you gave me the opportunity. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. And and like I said, he's you're going to have to explain a little later that Florida Gator outfit, that it's not an Alabama and Auburn outfit. <laughs> so, I get it. I yeah. get it. I get yeah. Not really. But I get it. Also in the studio, I'm super excited uh, for our producer. He pushes the button, slides the sliders. He makes the movies happen, all the video footage that happens on lives. He is the Willy Wonka of radio. We call him <laughs> Steven Spiegel. What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a great day. Man, we're doing good. How all are right. you doing? Yep, doing all right. Looking forward to a great show. Got rainy and cold yes. this week. Yes. All day long. I don't know what happened. Uh, but we're excited. We're going to have Daniel uh, Leja, I think, and Addison Goodwin. They are cross-country guys. Uh, Runners, that is something I've never desired to be. Nope. Steven, you ever wanted to be a cross country? Nope, I don't enjoy running. Yeah, I did when I was younger, but now not so much. You know, I, I don't know if did maybe they did this at y'all's school, but they used to do something called the fun run. This is kindergarten, like kindergarten through second grade. They still do that in Gunnersville, and they give you ribbons, <laughs> right? They didn't Are give they... us anybody any ribbons, but uh, it's definitely. Um, can't remember if it's at Gunnersville or Cherokee that they yeah. still have the fun run, and they'll get like a dye dye colored T shirt. And wow, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, no, no, I remember that they yeah. did that last year, but they would do this every Friday was Fun Run Friday, okay? In the top three, all got ribbons, and we're just talking about laminated paper, but we got ribbons. And you made top golden three blooms, yes, <laughs> man, and I would win, I would get like second and third, and I love to run. But after that... No, nope, crush your heart. Do y'all remember the Presidential Fitness Award? <laughs> Something I never strive to be a part of. Hey, we're getting a meme of the week, Steven. Memes of the week. And the first one, this is so true. If you go to church, this meme hits hard. It's a picture of a chihuahua very angry, and it says, Mom's getting kids ready for church. And then a smiling, happy that chihuahua. 100% Mom at church. 100% accurate. 100. Yeah, no, I was a preacher's kid, and I remember every time, uh, not every Sunday, but most Sundays we were driving like a, a crazy person, and then we were just there to, to see people, get to, get to know people and everything like that, but she would always be like that. Switch. Yeah. She could, she could yeah. be the, the nicest person in the world or the uh, biting chihuahua. That's right. <laughs> she kept you in order, though. And then this. So. It's never explicitly explained how the Brady Bunch had access to Zoom in the 70s. 
That is so funny, Steven. That is so funny. I know, right? Steven found that, and that, you know, that's true. I've seen this so many times <laughs> that television shows actually kind of um, give us a preview of things to come. Like in Star Trek, you know, when they had the handheld device they could communicate with? Yeah. Yes. Then we got the cell phone. Come the on. flip phone, to be exact, and it looked just like that stuff they had on Star Trek. Yeah, you know, another one, the so. Jetsons with the wristwatch that you can oh, talk yeah. through. There you go. I, Apple Watch. Uh-huh. You're dead serious. A- okay, and this one right here, this is almost a dad joke, but... Stop killing the ducks to make duct tape. Somebody holding up a protest sign. <laughs> to which we all say, Pray for those people. Bless <laughs> her heart. <laughs> right. Bless her heart. Yes, Stephen, yes. Uh-huh. That was appropriate. Okay. I want to meet that person. Right? I want to meet him, and like, whether it's girl or guy, I just want to know what their thinking process right, was. Right, right, right. And this is hilarious. Doesn't it feel this way? So feels this way. And uh, this is the office... I forget his name. What's his name? That Kevin. Kevin, that's right. Kevin. And he's got a package of paper on his back. It says, how packages move when you choose the free shipping option. <laughs> right? I mean, oh, it feels like forever. And I'm like, come on. And then, uh, this is funny, and this is true, Stephen. I, I didn't know it was true until this happened, but, hey, Siri, tell me the definition of irony. And I've been to this place. It's fantastic. Kentucky's Noah's Ark sues insurance company over damage caused by heavy rain. That just is a a testimonial to the time we live in right now. Right? You just sue for whatever. I know, but think about it. The Ark suing for heavy rains. Come on. Okay. And then this is a picture of Oprah sticking her hand up eating vegetables. (laughs) Followed by focusing in vegetables teaching me about God. Come on. All my veggie tail people out there. By the way, I was telling Jonathan and Steven this. They have remixed every single veggie tail song to a rap. My kids love it. I'm gonna try that when I I want you to see that Siri yeah. actually activated when I did that. Okay, <laughs> that's crazy. Alright, hey, uh is there another one I can't see? That's it. Alright, okay. We want to tell you about something that's not a joke. They're never a joke. The Charburger, they're the home of the famous Chargo Wildcat Woo-hoo! Burger. Philly cheesesteak and jumbo crispy onion rings. That's the char burger. And then B and B video games. I was there last night, Stephen. Isn't it yeah. awesome? I got yes. It's so awesome. Do you like it? I love it. I absolutely love it. They have an A style arcade in the back, a video game retail store in the front. And it's it's just an experience. I don't know how it's to explain it. I would say a, a, adults parents get the most enjoyment out of oh, yeah. out of the video games in the front. And I was trying to get a present for the boys Christmas. Yeah. And so I got them a PS2. Come on. And a, what was it, 2004, 2005 NCAA game. Yes. And they could finally, for the very first time, play as Tim Tebow. Like, you would have thought I was the coolest dad in the world by the wow. time I figured that out. Wow. Um, I mean, you are a Florida fan. You had to go. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Hey, that's B&B Video Games and Charburger. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We will be back with FCA Moment of the Week. Yeah, I miss the NCAA, and I don't know about you, Jonathan, but it feels like they keep promising that it's coming back. Oh, certainly. It's the... It's coming back. It's, it's coming back. It's the carrot for the horse. The horse gets there and just keeps moving it along. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. I don't know how we do that. It's Steven, just... did you ever care about NCAA? I didn't really get into it. Didn't get... What What games did you... I know you got into some games. Oh, Which ones did you... The, the last system that I had was actually a Sega Saturn. That Come tells on, you man. how long ago that Come was. Come on, man. 
So some uh, Sega Rally Championship stuff, yeah. some racing, uh, I don't know, some Street Fighter, all Did that was like good. Did you like Sonic? It was okay. Yeah. It wasn't my cup of tea. It can frustrate you. I, I, I liked, liked you know, Mario and Luigi. Yeah. I, I liked that. I yeah. didn't like the Sega side of things until later on in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so now your girl has a Switch? Yep. She's, she's got, got a, a Switch, Switch and an iPad where she plays Minecraft and Roblox. So, okay. So serious question. I know you said it was her iPad, but do you go and play the video games with her? <laughs> Every now and then, that's she a will, solid question. She will beg me to play Roblox with her, so I'll hop oh, on there nice. and, and we'll play on like Royal High, or we'll go over to it's like Extreme Hide and Seek. It's really a lot of fun. Wow. Sometimes uh, all three of us will get on there as a family and play. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. So Stephen, just tell me that when you do play, that you end up winning, right? Oh no, no, <laughs> Stephen. Rarely ever. I had faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm just like, thinking about the uh, cartoon Bluey. Yeah where, yeah, where the dad and Bluey actually race. Yeah, but he cheats. So the that dad, went, yeah, so he gets on to her for the first time because he won, and he said, well, "Let's just do it again." She's like, "I don't want to. I won't. I won't have a chance to win." And so yeah. uh, he's like, "Oh, I'll go get me my my winning yogurt and bring it back, and then we just can go winning run again. yogurt." Yep. That's but what funny. he was trying to tell him was, it's you know, it's the whole participation trophy for everybody even that we're so doing that right now um but it was it's pretty funny i, I love that show so, shows that they say they make for children steven and jonathan but really they make it for the adults bluey is amazing yeah. bluey oh it's so good one of my favorite ones was the I magic like asparagus if you've seen that one <laughs> i don't think I this have. magic wand this magic asparagus makes everybody do anything the person holding it wants them to do so they turn into different animals yes it's so funny okay that yes i have just, oh he's so, so good. great I'm so yes, great I have. Yeah. the fca moment of the week and that sound lets you know that we get to have our very own celebrity one of our favorite people in the whole world the one the only candy armstrong how are you <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? Fantastic. We're doing great. We get to talk to you. I'm doing good. I'm driving. We are en route to Coleman to kick off our Iron Bowl Prayer Breakfast Tour. Awesome. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We will be in Coleman setting up today and then tomorrow morning at 6.30. I had to get my time straight. 6.30 6.30 tomorrow morning, we will be in Coleman at Coleman uh, First Baptist Church for our Iron Bowl Prayer Breakfast. We will have a former Alabama, Auburn, and Alabama speaker that will be speaking. And then tomorrow after that event is over, we will leave and go to Marshall County down there with you guys. Hey! set up for one at Gunnersville High School on Thursday morning at 6 o'clock. And then we will be traveling back to Huntsville Thursday morning, mid-afternoon. To set up for the Madison County Iron Bowl Prayer Breakfast, and it will be at First Baptist Church in Huntsville there on Governor's Drive at 6.45 Friday. So anybody listening, you're in the area, you need to come and check it out. We will have um, on our website, NorthAlabamaFCA.org, we have a list of all the speakers who are going to be speaking at each one. And um, it's going to be a fun time, a time to get to share the word and to fellowship with the students across the area. And... Um, Chick-fil-A is um, catering, so everybody will get Chick-fil-A, and we'll have other things, a breakfast item there as well. But, yeah, just a great week um, each morning of fun food, fellowship, and uh, sharing God's truth. Man, Miss Candy, when you were talking about 
uh, Huntsville First Baptist, from now on, I just want you to tell everybody it's the Egg Beater Jesus, where Egg Beater that's Jesus exactly right. is. Not being from here, that's, that is how I say it. That's right. <laughs> that is so funny. I had never heard that until the other day, a couple of weeks ago. And there was somebody in our office actually the other day when we were talking, and they were asking about where the location was. And I said, it's First Baptist Church down on Governor's Job. One has got the big egg beater egg, egg Jesus. <laughs> right. I just helped you. Funny, funny story. We were just at. I dropped my brother-in-law off at the airport, and they have an egg beater Jesus shirt that jokes in the airport. I'm not joking. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. The next time I have to travel for work, I'm going to get that. Yeah. I had never heard that before until you guys mentioned it the other week, and that just cracked me up. And now then, every time I see it, I look at it. I'm like, that's exactly what I. You see it, don't you? You see it. I do now. Yeah. You're welcome. After 20-something years. <laughs> <laughs> You've been living there your whole life, and you never saw it. Yeah, I've been living here since the early 90s and never paid attention. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Good but, wow. yeah. But in addition to our Iron Bowl prayer breakfast, we also have um, different huddles going on in different schools. Kind of winding down for the semester. But um, we uh, we have had tons and tons and tons of um um, students, it's just been amazing to see the turnout across the area and all the different, even elementary schools. Yeah. Elementary, middle school, high school, uh, we've been able to get on a UAH campus and we've got a student leadership team in a huddle there that meets every other week and um, it's just amazing at, um, see these kids come out. It's just, it's awesome. It's, uh, it's uh, kids eager to hear the truth and we have heard of so much tragedy that has happened. Our phones have been going crazy over the past few days of different things that's going on with the students in our area. Yeah. Um, you probably already heard some of the kids, students that was killed from Susan Moore in an accident. Two kids from one attends DAR or attended DAR, and then the other one had already graduated from there. Mm-hmm. They were killed week in a car accident. Madison County um, a counselor was killed yesterday in an mm. accident. And it's just like so much sadness. There's so many people that are hurting and grieving and questions being asked of why. And we don't know why. Other than God is in control and he, he knows, you know, nobody is promised tomorrow. No. And, uh, and, in a time of such darkness as this that we're living in, so many areas and and people hurting and suffering and mourning, I'm so appreciative for times like this that we get the opportunity to go out and see tons of students and adults and teachers, coaches, faculty, administration from different churches who are partnered with us to be able to share God's truth and share a little bit of light in this dark world. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, Miss, that's awesome, though, uh, Candy. I mean, I think that's the point of the the church overall. That you know, that's our primary purpose is to teach and equip and to send out. And um, exactly. I'm just thinking, thankful that you guys are doing that so well, and you do it so well. So. Well, we uh, we are honored and privileged and blessed to be able to do what we get to do. And that's why I, w- I worked in the medical field for 20-something years. 
and was just ready for a change myself. Just a heavy heart, different season of life, going through kids, getting married, and and, right. and going off to college. It's just that new season, and mm. uh, it, it's been a blessing to me. I just like I I just can't believe we get to do what we get to do every day. It's just it's so humbling. It's and it's. It's an honor to be able to serve our community in such a way. Hey, Candy, do you still have the summer intern sign-ups going? Yes, we do. We have the summer intern sign-ups. You can go to our NorthAlabamaFCA.org um, webpage, and there is everything's on our on our front page. We've got the internship sign-ups. We have Coach Moss, um timeout weekend. It will be January 13, 14, 15. Um, that sign up is on there as well, and um, anything and everything that we've got going on. We've got camp registration, Black Friday special that will be going on next Friday, so be watching for that. It's going to be discounted price in four different levels. DLT registration will begin next Friday, Black Friday special. So, lots of cool stuff going on with FCA and a lot of opportunities to be involved. And um, we will have, as far as our interns go, we will have our intern interest meeting on February the 5th. And that will be very detailed, laid out, dates, times, everything that will be required of the intern and um, the different opportunities that they will have to serve over the summer. So, any of you teenagers, you do have to be a junior, going into your junior, senior year, or either college age for the internship. We also have opportunities for summer camps. Some of the younger ones, 14, 15 years old, uh, freshmen, sophomores, they can uh, serve as huddle leaders as well as the different camps. So nice. lots of opportunities to serve, lots going on, and you can find it all on our website again at NorthAlabamaFCA.org. Well, Candy, you are one of our favorite people in the whole world, so we're so glad that we got to talk to you today. Yeah, definitely well, all-star. Well, thank you. We appreciate y'all's sweet. We appreciate you guys. And we hope to see y'all at the Iron Bowl in Marshall County, 6 a.m. Thursday, Gunnersville High School. Be there. You got it. You got it. Good to talk to you, Candy. You have a great day. Thank you for making our week. Be safe traveling, Uh, Candy. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. I was enjoying how the coaches celebrated this last week, the two two of the schools that made it. I know, right? One happens to be the school I went to, Arab uh-huh. High School. Yeah. And uh, I particularly like Coach Osment a lot. He's a pretty cool guy, isn't he? Uh, he, is, he is one of the greatest, seriously, coaches I've ever met in my life. He's, That's awesome. You, you talk with him, and you feel like you want to run through a wall. And uh, <laughs> Let's see some of that celebration. Yeah, here we go. that's awesome that is his energy right there and this this guy is one of the most inspirational coaches i've ever seen really yes and he was an all-american for alabama uh he he was he's just tremendous and uh he's coaching the arab knots my school and they're going into the third round is that history steven Uh, i believe so first time in school history third round of the state playoffs yeah wow third round and then of course first time in the history you got geraldine doing that too now this is funny they celebrated big time here we go (laughs) 
Love it. Have a little dance party. Y'all have to learn that dance. I don't. I don't even know what they're doing. It just looks like they can't. Uh, they can't walk right. They beat the number one seed. Now I know what that is. That's a that's a, a drop down, right? When you just go and drop down. Jonathan, you know more than me. <laughs> it's awesome to watch these guys celebrate. Lee Osment, Arab Knots, Geraldine, you guys are killing it. The clutch moment. I'm really excited about this. I started a series last week called At the Table, and today I want to talk about another one. This is the second one in in the thing because you know Thanksgiving's coming up. What do we do? We sit down with our friends and the people we care about the most, and we eat some of the best food we eat all year, right? Why don't, why don't we do that more more often than one day a year? I think there needs to be an equivalent, Stephen, in March or something. I want to ask you a question. What is the most expensive gift that you've ever been given? Mm. So I'm assuming it's monetary, not just in value. Yes. Monetary. Um, probably our house. Your house. Yeah, I would say so. Probably our house. You gifted that to your wife? Actually, yes. I really did. Oh, wow. She uh, she wanted the house. Like, the moment we walked in the house, there's a staircase right there. Yeah. And she uh, immediately was like, well, I want to change that to hardwood stairs. My father-in-law and I have put uh, wood yeah. down on the floors yeah. in the living room. And so, yeah, it's just, it's nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What are some reasons uh, that we give expensive and costly gifts? What are some of the reasons we usually do that? Um, first, I guess, to be kind-hearted or, or giving towards somebody else. And it doesn't matter if you know them or not. Um, but the other one, I think, is... I don't know how to put it. Re ask me the question again. Yeah, I can ask you the what are some reasons oh, right. we give expensive and costly gifts? I think one is uh, to just be kind, yeah, be considerate of of what other people like, and and if you're really a part of their lives, to go ahead and and do things like that to be special for them. But there's also like the other side of that coin on the other side of that coin where you, you know, you go back and you just do it a different way and yeah. see how the rip- ripple effects go but no that's interesting i've never been asked that question before yeah yeah i i I will start with this i think we give expensive costly gifts because we want somebody to understand the level of love and appreciation Hmm. and deepness that we feel for that person you never bought an expensive gift for somebody you didn't really care about have to say no on that one. I'd Have never you, did that. Steven, you ever bought an expensive gift for somebody you didn't like? No, usually I, I want it to go to somebody that I really love. Like, really love. Yeah. Like, we only spend something that costs us a lot for people right. that matter a lot to us, right. right? Definitely. And the most costly gift that I've ever purchased was an engagement ring, okay? And not just because we got a house, but right. it didn't feel like a gift. That, that just registered in my mind, too, when you read that. Yeah, and it was costly, and it carried, and I, I, I like, handicapped you a little bit, but it, it it carried with it so much more value than money, right? right. With it, it carried, uh, honestly, it carried something so deep it would represent a lifelong commitment through sickness and death, through richer and poor, through things like that. Right. And there's this story in the it's found in the Bible in Luke chapter seven, thirty six through fifty, and I'm not gonna read every verse, I'm just gonna tell the story of this woman 
they call the woman in the alabaster box. They don't give her a name, but it's an important story. And uh, this woman walks in as Jesus is eating. He's about to be, this is almost before the crucifixion. And, he, and she walks in and she brings a very, very expensive gift. It's an alabaster box with perfume from India. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But as she does, she breaks it over Jesus' feet and she dries his feet with her hair. It's insane. And wipes it away with her tears as the Pharisees criticize her. And Jesus makes a statement. Yeah, she's, she's a sinner. And yes, she sinned much because she was obviously, by sinful woman, she was a prostitute. Right. But the cost of her gift was significant because of the transformation that she wanted in her life. See, uh, she Jesus tells this parable in this moment. And he says, he tells the parable of somebody who had like this million dollar debt. Really, he says 500. 500 dollar debt. And then another person had a 50 dollar debt. And he said to the Pharisee, he said, Okay, uh, they they have this debt, they can't pay it, and the owner comes to him, he says, I have forgiven your debt, you don't owe me for it. Which one did it matter to most? The one that it found a, a release that, or whatever. That it cost yeah, more. it costed more. And that's what the Pharisee said. He said, absolutely. He, and, and he said to the, the Pharisee, basically, the level of sacrifice, right. right, is she owes a lot more than you do. Right. So she needs this moment. See, my Christian walk, I've learned that gratitude catches the heart of God. What can we learn from the woman with the alabaster box? The first thing I want to say is our level of giving reflects our attitude. Mm. So, Jonathan, why are we sometimes resistant to put things in Jesus' hands? Why are we so resistant to sacrifice what's important to us? I think for for most of the stuff, uh, for most, most of the reasons is because... We, we want people to have nice things that we care about. You know, we want them yeah. to, to receive gifts. And just like we receive gifts from other people, I think where people start getting off course is when they don't see yeah. what went into that. You know, I mean, I can think of, and it wasn't expensive in terms of monetary value. It just was really special for me to do for my wife. Yeah. When we first got married, I got her the entire Beatles anthology. What? And it and it was expensive. I'm not gonna say it wasn't expensive, but it wasn't like crazy diamond ring. Right, 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 like right. But it's one of those things where I think you know there's always a positive and a negative. I yeah. think that when pe some people do it, they're wanting the pack pat on the back. They're yeah. wanting the attention for doing something. And so I think that's why we see God all over the Bible, Old and New Testament, talk about pe the motives of people's heart and how important that is. Yeah. Point number two, I want to say right here is our level of sacrifice determines our level of gratitude. This woman literally sacrificed everything that was of significance to her to receive what only Jesus could give her. She sacrificed that box of alabaster, that box of, of oil was worth an entire year's wage. Yeah. Worth an entire year's wage. This is not a, no, a, a not cheap gift that she's doing right here. And so she sacri sacrificed everything, her humility, in front of these people making fun of her the entire time. But Jesus saw her heart. Third, last but not least, and we're going to end with this, when we give sacrificially, 
God allows us to be used on such a larger level. And I think this is cool, Jonathan. Check this out. This is also, this is the Matthew version of the story. Matthew 26, 13. It says, I tell you the truth. Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Jesus remembers her deed, not her sin. That's a powerful moment. So this is the last thing I want to say, Jonathan. Do you believe God keeps records of when we make large sacrifices for him? Yeah. He, he gets the attention. At the same level, and it, this is the last illustration I'll use, is the woman with the two mites. Remember, yeah, she has the two that, pennies. Yeah. But she gave it, and, and it wasn't as much, it wasn't as valuable as that alabaster jar, but it caught the attention of Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus could only pay attention to her in that moment. Well, there were people dumping all kinds of money, but she gave everything she had. Right. That's a big deal. Hey, we're going to pray for you. We want you, we want to challenge you to come to the table sacrificially to Jesus, to give everything that you got for him because what he gives back is so much more valuable. God, we come to you today. We pray that you would touch our hearts, our lives, our emotions, our desires. God, that you would take what we have and you would make something beautiful out of it. God, help us, Lord Jesus, to do well with what you hand us. Just like Jonathan said with the parable of talents. God, don't let us diminish it, wipe it away, or look at it as something that we, that's replaceable. God, help us to take things seriously and to follow you passionately. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So your favorite cereal, Seth? Go for it. Which one? I like Lucky Charms. All right, Jonathan, yours. Um, it was going to be Lucky Charms, but I'll go different. And you say, can go Lucky Charms if that is your favorite. It's your favorite. It's my favorite. Okay, I like Lucky, Lucky Charms. Thank you, thank you for that, Stephen. Yeah. I appreciate you're that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Lucky so Charm. for me, Stop I have to say. Me. It's that rich person cereal that I didn't get all the time. What was that? Golden Grams. Come on. Oh, rich so people cereal? Good. Yeah. Nice. We didn't get the name brand stuff in They my were house. good. They we were got the good. Malto Meal stuff. Malto Meal. When I went to Granny's, though, she With had the big bags? rich people cereal. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, um, you know what Shaq really loves? What kind of cereal he really likes? Golden Flakes. I have no idea. You're about to find yeah. out because go. you're going to find out that he actually turned down a brand deal and a whole lot of money. Just because, well, he was sticking to his guns. Take a look at this. Let's go, Shaq. My skill is if something comes across my desk and I don't believe in it, I won't even look at it at all. So it's like, just a gut feeling. No, it's just one, I can't lie to the people, right? And two, yes, a gut feeling. Like my favorite story, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but after my first championship, Wheaties. My people say, hey, man, why don't you be on the cover of Wheaties? I said, I can't do that. They said, like, what do you mean, brother? Breakfast champions? I said, don't know what it tastes like. Never going to taste it. What do you mean? I said, well, Frosted Flakes will always be my first option. Come on, man. If you want to talk cereal <laughs> business with me. Get it. <laughs> Fruit Loops, then Fruity Pebbles. Period. There ain't nothing to talk about. When I do business, it's never about the monetary aspect. It's about changing people's lives. Uh, letting people, you know, understand that, you know, you can still have fun. I love Shaq. <laughs> the more you get into who Shaq is, his value system, I love Shaq. The Varsity Athlete Interview. Yep, we're here with Daniel and Addison. They are cross-country superstars. 
They look like superstars. We're excited to have you here in the studio. They're from Albertville High School, Daniel and Addison. So, how long have you been running? Three years. Three years. Five years. Five? Wow. That's awesome. So, when did you hit a point in your life that you were like, I enjoy running for fun? Uh, it would have been my uh, seventh grade track season. So during cross country, I didn't really care too much for running. Yeah. And then like something just like kind of clicked. Yeah. And I really started to enjoy doing it, and like I started working for it, and it really paid off. Wow. I would say eighth grade cross country. I did track in seventh grade, but it got cut because of COVID. But in eighth grade cross country, I think. Wow. That's awesome. So, so what y'all's times? Y'all's average time when y'all run? Uh, so on long runs, I like going about 540 each mile. Okay, so what is a, what is... 540 a mile. What is a, uh, good comparison for me and Seth? Uh, Seth, Seth can on the treadmill. (laughs) You're not going to believe that I can run a mile in like eight minutes and 30 seconds. That is good. I'd be dead if I went and tried to run a mile. Literally dead. Wow. (laughs) That's on the treadmill, not on the... (laughs) So, five minutes and 40 seconds. Yes, sir. That's insane. What can you do? For long runs, I don't go anywhere near that pace. I could probably go like 7.30 to 8 minute pace. Oh, just just 7.30. She just made me feel better. Yeah, she's just like, I just run around like Wonder Woman. (laughs) No big deal. No, she's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was nine, nine minutes, because there's no way I could beat her. I know. Uh, I said on the treadmill, not on the track. <laughs> but anyway, what is the best event that you've gotten to compete in so far? Like, where your best, personal best? Oh, uh, so, so far this season, I've really liked, uh, there's a course down in uh, Madison, Alabama at Palmer yeah. Park. Wow. Uh, that course is really good. I ran uh, my season PR and my overall PR so far this season in the 5K there. Nice. Uh, it's actually my I ran my two best times I've ever ran in the 5K there as well. What was that time? Uh, it was 16:04. 16:04. Now a 5K is what three and a half miles? Uh, 3.1. 3.1. Close. I'm I'm getting sore just listening to how much you run. <laughs> right? It hurts. So I tried to do it for a little while. Um, I just never could stay consistent, and it wasn't because I didn't like it. It was just because I thought it was pointless. And I was going, why would I do this if nobody's chasing me? And right. two, two, I'm not going somewhere. So, But I do much better than in the outside than I do the inside. Yeah. Is that like y'all? Do y'all like to prefer to be inside or outside? Uh, so we actually have a thing for that. It's called indoor track. And uh, it really depends. Like Each one has like their... Uh, their uh, their uh, perks to it. So like right. on the indoor track... Uh, I tend to run faster. I run faster times on indoor track, but it also uh, it's a whole lot harder because like you get more lactic acid build up. Right. Uh, yeah. It's hard. It gets harder to breathe. And uh, but on the outdoor track, uh, you do like less turns, right. and you can run faster uh, depending on like who you are and how good you are at doing turns. Right. Gotcha. Wow. So what about you? Go ahead. Uh, for my my five k pr is also on Palmer Park. Both of my prs are. And I think it was a 2021, or no, 21-21, or something like that, at sectionals. How, how many miles? 3.1. Wow. Goodness gracious. So most races are 5Ks, right? Yes, uh, yes sir. Okay. 
And um, how? So what's what's the technique? How do you train? Because I've gone. Oh, I'm gonna be honest with you. Well, I'm a youth pastor, so yeah. I've gone to every event you can think of, like you know, watching students. And I had a student in my last church. He ended up went going to the Air Force Academy, but he was one of the top in the state of North Carolina. Looked like a machine. How do you do that? How do you just continually move? I mean, how do you get past that pain? Because it brings pain. When I run on the treadmill, there comes a point where my side hurts so bad, I can no longer exist anymore. So how do you get past that? I guess, um, do you feel that pain? I do. Uh, it's just like, it's all mental. Like, uh, usually, um, I, like, uh, I have a, I have a watch and, uh, like, I, I like, uh, it helps me out, like knowing when to, uh, when, when I'm about to finish. Yeah. And so like, I could be like three fourths away through the run. I'd be like, all right, let's go. I got, like, I'm only have a quarter left. Yeah. And like, it's just like motivation and like, uh. Don't back, don't back down now. Yeah, don't back down now. Like, yeah. I, just keep on going. And uh, usually after those type of runs, like, I feel really, really good because, like, I'm happy that I finished. And yeah. uh, I know that I got something good out of it and I, that I got a whole lot faster. Wow. Addison? Yeah, I think it's definitely mental. And, like, exceptionals, it's like you're trying to pass as many people as possible. So you start losing that motivation at the, like towards the last mile or so. But there's just like that chance that you could go to state, so you just give it everything. So then that becomes your motivation. Yeah. I'd wow. also like to add on. I also uh, like to think of the team because uh, uh, whenever in cross country, it's more like team based. So whenever I'm running, like whenever I feel like I want to quit, I just think about the team because every single point counts. Yeah. To win the try to get a higher ranking as a team. Yeah, you don't want to let your team down. Yeah, and uh, I always just try to I, I think about the team, thinking about like. I'm not the only one out here running. Like everybody else is trying to chase PRs. Everybody else is trying to beat somebody else. Everybody else is competing. And cross country is like a really good team sport for something like that. Wow. So how do you train? How do you train for the sport? Uh, so what does we, that look like? We got like multiple different types of runs we do. We got long runs, tempo runs, uh, track workouts. Uh, of course, there's pre meet days, and then uh, we do something called circuits. Yeah, <laughs> we the team doesn't like circuits, but uh, pretty much like long runs, it helps out with our endurance. Threshold runs, also called as tempo runs, uh, those help out like with like trying to maintain like a faster pace. Yeah. Uh, track workouts, they help out with a whole lot of speed work, and uh, circuit runs. <laughs> uh, coach, uh, it's mainly strength training, so we'll like do a workout and then uh, we'll run like uh. A certain amount of distance, probably about like half a mile to a mile, wow. and we'll do like that like three different times. And then of course there's pre meet day. We do like an easy like two to three mile run, and then we like ice bath. Oh, what I is love your an ice bath? What is your favorite? So what's yeah. your favorite drill, and what's your least favorite drill, Addison? What do you mean by drill? In practice. What's your favorite thing you do in practice every time? What's your least favorite? Like, what's the thing you dread the most? Hill reps are the least favorite. It's the least favorite. Favorite's long runs. Why are hill reps? Because they hurt really <laughs> bad. <laughs> Is this the same for you? Oh, no, I love hills. Um, It's his favorite. Yeah. I he like, likes uh, the pain. I like long runs because uh, they're like... um. 
it's like you can like uh chill out because you're not going too fast and you like enjoy like your environment you go out and like see things because like when you're doing a threshold run yeah you feel like you're probably gonna die and wow. then uh like you kind of don't really like notice many things you just probably like notice like the car that's either in front of you or coming uh behind you but like long runs i can like enjoy my run like i can run along and like uh sometimes uh if like a team member wants to like run along with me we just like talk and like but like with a threshold run can't really talk but my least favorite's not threshold run i actually do like tempo runs my least favorite would have to be circuits because we have to do a workout then go into like probably about race pace for about a mile or so man man so he just said that he runs and talks at the same time jonathan <laughs> what he says he runs and talks like they run beside each other and they talk as when i'm running i feel like i'm dying i don't no, I've had it's, it's me in a I see a tunnel and I try not to follow it. Like it's it's a bad day. I have like three times, four times try to get into it and uh I just never can't get that mental focus to know that it's like fun. Like he was he was laughing going, well, it was good. I mean he didn't know what else to say, but I'm just I'm thinking to myself, I'm going, What would I have to do to run that many miles? That you, that it's fun. Well, yeah, where yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Okay. And I just and I just mean like because people say that you know there's that certain level of chemical or whatever that once you hit this wall, you'll you'll be euphoric and love love running and everything. But I just haven't found that to be true in my life. Is that true? Uh, yeah. At first, I used to really hate running. Matter of fact, uh, I remember my first week or two of cross country. I walked at practice like every single day. I would walk because like I get tired and I was like, man, I hate running. And then like uh, I think. After that cross-country season, I think it was, uh, we were going into indoor season, which is during December, and, uh, I was, I was standing there, I was like, I might want to be a sprinter, and, like, drop distance entirely, but then, I, like, somebody just told me, like, keep on sticking with distance, and I stuck with it, and, uh, I remember, it was the middle of indoor season, I was like, man, running's actually not that bad, because, like, I started getting used to it, I was like, running's not that bad, and uh i really i really started enjoying it and uh i think during outdoor season uh i started working really hard for it and i was able to drop my mile time down by like over a minute is that true addison yeah and in seventh grade whenever we had coach corner i actually started out in sprints and he moved me to distance and that just helped a lot with like just enjoying running so you you actually liked Going from short to long. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I don't even think I can. There understand needs to that. be a psychology there. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm trying. It's incredible. I. I. Okay. Uh. So tell me about your coaches and tell me how they developed you. Uh. How they made you a stronger, better runner. I think I had Coach Corner at my eighth grade season, and he helped a lot with just like helping me like get into it and enjoy it because I hadn't ever ran before that and then whenever C- coach Cheryl's took over my freshman year uh she really got like the mental side of it, it was just like pushing through and just like having a good time while also doing good at the same time Daniel yeah so coach coordinate when uh when I was in seventh eighth grade and ninth grade year he helped build my uh, base a whole lot um and he helped me uh, get like some really good times. And Coach Cheryl's, uh, she helped extend on that and make me uh, achieve like greater goals. 
And uh, during track season, the sprinter coach, even though he's the sprinter coach, Coach Mitchell, um, he's always been there. Like, uh, I think it was like last indoor season, uh, he was helping out at my, who's a triple jumper that's also on the track team. And uh, he was always there supporting me at my uh, indoor meets. Uh, I remember, nice. I remember, uh, I just broke like the indoor 800 record, and like the first, wow. yeah, and the first thing he did, he came up to me and he gave me a big hug. And like, uh, like I said earlier, like indoor track lactic acid really hurts. Right. Yeah. So like, we were hugging. And I was like, oh my legs. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it is a really sweet moment. But yeah, and then there's Coach Callahan. Coach Callahan's always there supporting me. Uh, he. I'll be running. I'll be like, why are you walking? You need to go faster. And he's always there uh, trying to make, push me, uh, make me keep on going faster. Tell me, tell about breaking that 800 Okay, record. so <laughs> going into this. Uh, Is that a state record? Oh, no, no, not a state record. It's just a school record. Oh, still big deal. <laughs> but, yeah, so that record, uh, I remember it was at the state meet, actually, for the indoor meet. And um, I was going into it, and I was like, all right, so all I have to do is just run faster than like a 205, and I got the record, so I was expecting like a 204. So uh, we were coming in, and uh, each lap would, takes me about 30 seconds Yeah. So uh, for an indoor track, since it's 200 meters, and um, I remember I hit like, I was on the last lap, and I, was, I came in at like 130, and I was like, okay, I just got to hold on for like uh, 35 more seconds to break right. the record. Yep. And uh, I remember I was coming around uh, the 50 and lactic acid hit me hard. And uh, I remember uh, seeing Coach uh, Mitchell at the side of my eye. He's like, let's go, let's go. Right. And um, I just took it and I, I held on and I was able to run a 2 or 3. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's wow. a neat story though with your coach and everything like that. You gotta, you gotta love coaches. So what what would y'all say is the hardest part of cross country? Is it the running or is it in the, all of the mind? Is the the mind the hardest? Mentality for sure. Really, for sure mentality. So do you have y'all ever had that experience that I was talking about, like a euphoric experience? Not like you're messed up, but but like you're at peace while you're running. Yeah, I would say at county cross country this year it was like freezing. I thought like my hand was gonna fall off. I was so cold. Where were y'all racing at? in asbury okay yeah, and it was, the, oh, it, it was the last mile and it was just like i didn't feel anything and i was just i don't know it was just felt weird i guess right yeah she, she was floating <laughs> yeah that's what it felt like that's what happens to me too but i'm trying not to go in the lot so anyway <laughs> go ahead oh uh, yeah so speaking about uh the county course yeah so like the first mile we started off like the start of the race we started off going into like a ginormous hill oh yeah and then uh after that kind of like plateaued the second mile was pretty nice we had a really, really big downhill but also went to a little tiny uphill but the third mile or the last mile that was miserable because uh we came off the uh two mile mark and we hit this big uphill and like i would have been fine with just the uphill right. but along with it was a lot of wind oh. and like i was going about pr pace uh by mile two and uh, until that point, like uh, I was going like five ten each mile, and then I just got hit with like that big hill and wind. And I looked down on my watch and I was like six fifty going up that hill, and it was just it was just a climb. Like it felt like I came to like a complete stop, but I was still like moving. Like I thought wow. I was going like slow motion or something. That's awesome. 
He heard that That's music a... from uh, da na 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 na. <laughs> Chariots of Fire. Yeah, yeah. It's a racing movie. Yeah, it's the uh, Olympic. Yeah. Uh, Olympic runners, yeah. British runners. Yeah, Chariots of Fire. That's where that song comes from. Hey, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick music break and we're going to come back with the fun stuff, the funny stuff. And uh, I got a picture I want to talk about. Um, so, anyway, come back and join us with Daniel and Addison. What's Whatever the done? longest yeah, you've what's ever your gone? longest run? 10 miles. Okay. 10? Yeah. And she chose to do that. <laughs> I did a marathon, uh, 26.2. Wow. Yeah. You did a marathon. Where? Uh, it was like uh, more like fun, though. It wasn't like an actual marathon. I was just like woke up. And I was like, I just want to run a marathon today. Because like, sometimes it gets like really, really boring. And uh, Where does it get boring? Like, so <laughs> boring that you wake up <laughs> and say, I'm going to run 26 miles today. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's just that uh, I, like, I like doing like fun running challenges. Like, There's a lot of fun running challenges that you can do out there. Like, There's like the milk mile where you got to drink like a cup of milk every mile. Uh, oh, I got like, one for you. The Krispy Kreme Challenge in Winston-Salem, <laughs> North Carolina. Yes. Steven, you would like this one. Yes. I want so you run what? It's a 5K, yes. and you run half of it. You eat an entire box yes. of donuts and run the other half. Yeah, I was told so What's much about that people? race. That's so wrong. You would die. <laughs> you need to do that one, Daniel. I will. Uh, <laughs> I want to. Have you heard about it? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, and then there's... a. Uh, there's another challenge, it's like where you have to run like a mile for every single hour for every 24 hours, and see, it might, it might sound like pretty easy, but like over time you'll get tired, and uh, every single time I've seen it, like I've seen like famous Olympians do it, they say it's like even harder than just doing a marathon, and yeah, it's just something I kind of want to do. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a good dream. 24 miles in 24 hours. I did my first tri- uh, triathlon last year, mm-hmm. and. I'm not going to lie. I did not like the running part at all, but I'm like a marathon junkie now. Going to be doing mar- triathlons and all that all over the place. Maybe not a marathon. 26 not- miles is probably something I don't have in the tank anymore. I didn't know we uh, had superhumans in here. Here I am. <laughs> I'm happy about my one mile on the treadmill. So. Well, I couldn't do that right now. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I made it a mile on the treadmill, and I did not die. And y'all made it like 26. Not me. Uh, Not me. (laughs) So have you done a marathon? 10 miles. 10 miles. Yeah, just 10 miles. Just. Just. Is it 10 miles? I did just 10 10 miles. 10 miles. Okay. That's awesome. Just 10 miles. Just 10 miles. Now, last year, or it was earlier this year, uh, we combined like um, five of the best runners in the county. And uh, we went down to like the Mercedes Benz Marathon, re- or Mercedes Benz Ra- Marathon. And in this marathon, they have uh, a team events like the Mercedes Benz Marathon Relay. And uh, so we got like the five best uh, kids in the county. Uh, we got like a guy from DAR, a girl from ARAB, and we had uh, two boys uh, from Alberville and, of course, Addison. And uh, we went out there and we ran and we got first place by like 30 minutes. But it was very, very fun. Like, Running down in Birmingham itself was, like, it was pretty cool because, like, um, we went down, like, I went past five points part of my leg, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just very pretty down there. It's probably one of my favorite races I've ever done. Wow. I'm back with my new friends, Addison and Daniel. 
and they can run, and I had no idea Jonathan could. He's telling me. Not right now. Yeah. <laughs> Not right now. Not in this moment, but he has. Uh, but as we learned, the longest that Daniel's ever written, he, he ran a marathon. He got up in the morning and was bored and said, hey, I'm going to run a marathon today. No big deal. Addison's gone 10 miles. Just, just 10 miles. The way they talk, Jonathan, <laughs> just him. I'm happy with my mile on, on the treadmill. And so, anyway, Addison sent us a picture, and we're going to have to show the world. Uh, and and tell us the story of this picture. We're going to, most embarrassing moment, because even in track, I've learned that embarrassing things still continue to happen. You're yeah. building the, uh, the, climax of the story really really high right now like i feel yeah. like it's going to be going over the top and we're going to get there and be like oh yeah well I, I, i'm so i'm so interested in seeing this video is yeah. it a video or a picture it's, it's a, a picture. picture dang it yeah it yeah. was a it was at county this year for cross country it was the end of the race and i just was i don't know like i just started feeling everything again and just i was on the ground and then i think it was was it sand mountain reporter that got that picture i don't remember but and one of my teammates' mom sent it to me and was like, yeah, I found this picture. And I was like, who got that and why? It was bad. It's because you're a celebrity, Addison. Apparently. I mean, hey, just own it. Just own it. <laughs> Steven, just you go got that it. picture. Yeah, I mean, I posted it on Instagram, so I wasn't I wasn't that mad about you are, it. You are hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I got that picture. Here we go. <clears throat> Here you are. There it is. <laughs> oh. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Who inspires you? This picture right here. Give your all, like Addison. So, Daniel, tell us about a time when you were embarrassed. I'd say um, my most embarrassing moment I've ever had was uh, it was at the state meet this just recently. Yeah. Uh, it was raining really hard, and I slipped and fell about like three times in a single race. No. So. <laughs> I'm guessing that hurt your time, obviously. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, where's Nationals? Oh, so this will be in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Nationals? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's Garmin Running Lane Nationals. It's uh, actually very brand new. Um, it's been around for, I think, three years yeah, now. Yeah, I think this is the third year. Yeah, and it blew up about two years ago because uh, I think about 32 boys ran under uh, 15 minutes. No, four, no, 15 minutes. Yeah, 15. 15. 32 boys ran under 15 minutes in the 5K. Which was which is crazy because like nothing like that's ever happened before. It's the most, it's the second most stacked race in uh, high school history. Because the first most stacked race was actually last year running uh, Garmin Running Lane Nationals. Wow! And I think over about seventy eight boys. I think it was seventy eight. Seventy eight boys broke uh fifteen, and not only that, but three boys from the same team, by the way, out in California, wow. out in California. They all three broke the high school record, like the national high school record. And uh, I think uh, the year before that, uh, Jenna Hutchins, Yeah. she uh, she actually broke uh, that record. Yeah, there it is right there. Uh, she broke uh, the high, national high school record. I think it was Caitlin Tui's record as well at the same course. So this is a really fast course right here. I actually got my uh, PR from last year at this course, matter wow. of fact. It was actually at the same meet as well. I went to the Nationals last year, Garmin Running Lane Nationals. So you're going to win this this year, right? Oh, no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. 
Not with that attitude, Daniel. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was believing in you. <laughs> you got this, Abby? No. <laughs> Addison, you got it, right? No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so do they do... That looks like all girls. Is it girls, guys? Do you... Oh, uh, yeah. So there's a girls race and a guys race. Okay. So how they separate it is that uh, there's the girls gold, which is the fastest, girls silver, then girls uh, bronze. Yeah. And it kind of goes in that ranking. And then... um. Yeah, there it is right there. And then I think for the boys, uh, there's uh, yeah, the boys gold, uh, silver, uh, bronze. And then last year, there were so many boys going into this race that they had to make a new one. I think it was the blue boys blue race. And so uh, I was put in the boys bronze, and I think Addison was put in the girls bronze as well. But even though I was put in the boys bronze, uh, I think number one came in like 15-10. For his time. Yeah, so it was really, really Dude. fast. For I think... 3.1 miles. Yeah. That is insane. I could run like that for about a minute, and then I'd be worthless the rest of the day. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, no, I can't. I mean, I know I'm skinny, but I don't mean I'm in shape. Wow. Just being, Man. Be just being honest in here. All the things I just learned. Okay, guys. Well, hey, uh, we are proud of you guys. You've done tremendous. Definitely. Thank you. And uh, I hope you... Man, I'm believing in you to hit that 15 <laughs> minutes. I believe it. You too, Addison. You got this. You got this. Only 10 miles. Only. Uh, but anyway, hey, we're so glad that you are a part of this show. Definitely. Hey, we're going to go to some music. We'll do something called Freestyle, where we give away some free B&B video game tickets. The Varsity Freestyle. That sound lets you know that it's your chance to win a five-person all-day pass to B&B video games. I was there last night. It's a fantastic place. 80-style arcade in the back. Uh, video game retail store in the front. It slipped my mind for a second. But it is a wonderful place. Over 50 games in the back. And we're playing right now. You're going to play right now for a five-person all-day up to nine hours pass to B&B Video Games. All you got to do is answer the questions. You say, I don't know the answer. It's okay. It's like phone a friend and we have the answers for you. So all you got to do is call in. And the first question of the day is this one. We're going full-blown Star Wars today, so you're going to enjoy this. Number one, what Wookiee Wookie is Han Solo's loyal friend and first mate? I know that what one. What Wookiee? Is Han Solo? He's big, he's tall, and he's furry. What Wookie is Han Solo's loyal friend and first mate? Want to win? Call us now at 256 505 0885. All right, we have Brian with us. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing well. How are you? Man, we get to talk to you, so it's a good day. Very good day. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to ask you three questions. You sound like a Star Wars fan. I think you got all three of them. Uh, and all you got to do is answer them right. If you don't get it right, I'm still going to help you. So don't worry. You got this. Number one, what Wookiee is Han Solo's loyal friend and first mate? Chewbacca. You got it. Nice. All right. Extra points if you can make the noise. Mm. There it is. There it is. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that was nice. clutch. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So, number two, what, what 
is the name of Han Solo's ship. Millennium Falcon. You got it, yeah. man! And I know you got this one. For the win, what is the weapon? What is the weapon used by Jedi Knots? A lightsaber. You are I nailing it, man. You didn't need my three help. And three. So, hey, we are so glad that you played the game. We are so glad that you came. Uh, please stay on the line. Steven's going to tell you how to get those passes. All right. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. So I want to tell you about a story. We were talking about Christmas stories. So a Christmas story house I got to go last year, Jonathan. And uh, I was super excited when they put it up for sale. I don't know how much, but Business Venture, I think the Varsity should buy it, Stephen. Really? I, I will tell you this. I asked the question, okay, how many visitors do you have come every year? Over 50,000 people Jeez. come to this house every year. Yeah. They charge those people, Stephen, mm -hmm. you ready? Because I remember paying it, I think, something like twenty two ninety five a ticket. Wow. Golly. That's nuts. Consider no, no, no. It was 12. It was, <laughs> it's, 12 it's, it's either 12 or 15. But 50,000 people, Stephen. Yeah. I'm just saying. I was doing my research on this, right? Yes. And it looks like back in 2004, the place was actually purchased by the current owner at $150,000. Yes. On so, eBay. On eBay. Yes. But now, I mean, it's got to be so much more. They've actually got a website dedicated to a Christmas story house. Wow. And they've got it listed there. Now, here's the deal. Nobody knows how much it's going for. It doesn't even say. I know. It says you have to phone the realtor. That's all it says. Serious <laughs> offers only. But, dude, it's amazing. Just the size of this place. I've is been crazy. there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you factor in what all it includes. So, hold on one second. Let me let me change the song out real quick. Okay. And I'll kind of go down the listing with you real Please. quick. I, I did I'm this very on the morning show this morning, too. So, um, let's see. So, you're coming down to, okay, the museum, the gift shop, and parking lot. Right. The Christmas Story House. Yes. The Bumpus House and parking lot. With yes. It. Yeah, right uh, two empty it. lots and a side yard, staff parking and a rental property. It's going to be in the millions. of that. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of... It's going to be in land. the millions, but what I am saying, yes, okay, I've been on that road. See, Do you see, does it include that restaurant too? All the stuff in blue. Okay, so the restaurant right there is where they actually like cornered the guy who owned the house. And uh, and he decided to do that. But yeah, I've been in the gift shop and the museum and all that. Yep. I would. That would be my dream. It would be a dream come true to own that. Yep. Been in that museum. So it was fifty thousand, right? So I, in the end, Stephen, they rent it out for nightly rentals. That Bumpus House yeah. and the Christmas Story House. You can mm -hmm. stay there during the winter. It's like it's like sixteen hundred, two thousand dollars a night, like around the Christmas season. To stay in the Christmas Story House, it's a lot of money. It's only three hundred off season, but during the right. But man, but yeah. So I did the math on there. Yeah. And even did the lowest number in yeah. terms of money, and yeah. it's fifty thousand. No, six hundred thousand dollars a year. A year, and that doesn't include what you make in the gift shop, right? And that's not including all the leg lamps right. you sell because they sell them there like crazy. So what? They sell leg lamps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steven, uh, I just think the Varsity Radio Show owning the Christmas Story House, I, business venture. 
Even if it costs you $2 million for that, you would make it back in four years. I know I know you're saying that to him. I'm noticing that very quickly. I'm looking at you too, Jonathan. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm with you on that one. It would be so much fun to do something like that. 50,000 people a year. No, no, no. Look, look. Annual paid admission boasts over 75,000 attendees and many more visits to the gift shop. In addition to being open for daily tours, both the house and the neighbor's house are each available for overnight rentals. So there's like three or four streams of income. Yeah, somebody ain't broke, that's for sure. I'm just saying, I wish I would have been the guy that bought it for 150 Why they didn't do that earlier, though? Seriously. Serious question. Kind of got a wild hair here. I, I know that there's a phone number. Yeah. Should I just call them? Yeah, give them a ring. Hmm. I mean... We think about that. Because we gotta no get, way. we got to get Greg on here. Yeah. So we'll get Greg on here. And if we got time... And then if we don't have time, I'll just do this after the show kind of thing. Yeah. If we can just hang around here for just a couple minutes, we'll get them on the phone and ask, hey, how much is this thing going for? Yeah, that should That's be fun. That's a solid question. Yeah. And it won't take long, so. All right, let me get Greg on the phone. Now, sports analyst, Greg Glasscock. Hey, Greg, how you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing? I am fantastic. We are so excited to have you with us, and I know some stuff went down this week. Why don't you tell us about it? Oh, I tell you what, it did. We're still there deep into the playoffs of football and cranking up a little basketball that I'll talk about, too. But as far as football goes, uh, still got one team alive in Marshall County, and that's, Come on. Uh, that's the old school there, Seth, the Arab Knights. Go Knights. Uh, nice. I listened to it on the radio, and uh, I don't think many people gave them a shot, but they sounded pretty impressive to me against Moody with a big win. And Now we'll see what they're made of this week as they go down to Birmingham to play Pleasant Grove Friday night. Wow. Um, it's a very good team. So, uh, is that the fourth yeah, round of the playoffs? Or, or will that be the, is that the fourth round of the playoffs or the third okay. round? Third round. Okay. So, so if they happen to win, then it'll be semifinals. Wow. So, uh, and I did see where this is the deepest run Arabs ever had in the playoffs. Wow! So, uh, win or lose, it's been a great season for those guys. And uh, Gunnersville on Thursday night ran into an old nemesis in Ramsey. One of these days, maybe we'll get over that hump. But uh, it was a tough night. Uh, they had a lot of speed and size, and. Uh, Gunnersville just couldn't get the offense going. They scored early on the defensive touchdown and uh, thought they'd get them going. And um, the defense played great, but they just wore down. You know, they were on yeah. the field a lot again. The offense couldn't get it going. So uh, Ramsey moves on. So um, that's the end of the season for Gunnersville, which, you know, looking back on their season, finishing up 9-3 and three overall. Uh, looking back to the beginning of the year with who they lost and the few they had returning only having 11 seniors this year, I would say wow. now I, I still think they've overachieved. I, yeah. I think they had a real good year because I thought they were a year school away. So to go to the second round of the playoffs, that's, that's not too shabby. No. You know? So uh, 
The football's winding down. We'll keep an eye on ARAB this Friday night. Uh, basketball got started up for a lot of folks last week. Uh, actually, here in just a little bit, I'll be heading to the Gunnersville-Albertville game in Albertville tonight. Woo. It'll actually be Gunnersville boys' first game of the year, and I'll be interested to see who all actually gets to play because I was looking at the roster for the first time earlier today, and about half the roster is football players. Wow. So, you know, just playing last week, um, there, there's a whole different conditioning with football and basketball, so I don't know if any or all or part of them will play or, you know, how much. So we'll see. Uh, Albertville's gotten off to a 2-0 and start. They won a close game last night at Sardis. So uh, we'll see. Gunnersville's girls have started off good against real strong competition. They're 2-1. and one. Um I really think they'll be the class of the county as they're the defending 5A state champs and they returned everybody from last year's team. So I don't, you know, I don't really see them dropping off uh, any at all. And uh, some other teams, uh, Douglas has gotten off to a real good start. Boys, uh, they, I think they're 2-0. and uh, They had a couple big wins. So uh, they beat Asbury and they beat a larger school last week in Fort Payne. So uh, they've gotten off to a great start, um, and everybody else should be cranking up this week. So uh, it's always a good time of year. you still got a little bit of football going on, and now basketball's going. So, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good things ahead for the county. Well, that's exciting. So do you all feel it the same way as I do? Like the world is just not okay when football season is out? Like once you get – the pros done and the college collegiate athletes done. There's that's all they got. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of people, a lot of people think the world doesn't exist beyond football season. But right. Me, you know, I love all sports, but you know, basketball. I really love basketball. So to me, uh, it, it just continues. To me, it gets it goes from you know good to better from football to basketball. And I know there's a lot of people out there that can probably care less about basketball. Uh, I enjoy it. You know. Baseball is one of those sports that I can probably take it or leave it. I yeah. enjoy it because it's a sport, but if I had to rank, you know, a basketball, football, and baseball, I'd probably put baseball third uh, compared to the other two. But, um, hey, I'll take any kind of sport. So uh, life without sports would be a lot tougher, to say the least. And, yeah, you know, amen. That's, we were, that'll preach we were, right there. We were, I was about to say that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were in the height of COVID and, you know, so many athletic events were getting canceled and all. It was tough because, you know, I look at it, sports is a good outlet for a lot of people going through tough times or whatever. I mean, it's supposed to be entertainment. I know a lot of people, and me at times, I'm guilty too, where we take it too serious. But it's really supposed to be entertainment, and, you know, it's an outlet for a lot of folks with different types of problems and all. And when sports isn't around, that, that just makes matters worse for folks. So, um you know, I'm I'm always glad when it's some kind of sporting season. Yeah, man, that makes me and you both, Greg. Greg, we so appreciate you and all that you do for our show. Thank you for keeping us updated all season. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Uh, you, oh, sure thing. You yeah, definitely add so much value. Well, I appreciate it. I enjoy being on every week. And uh, next week, uh, who knows, maybe A-Rab will, will still be alive and we can talk about the... Uh, the Knights going to the semifinals. 
That would make me very happy, Greg. <laughs> I know it would make you happy. Yeah. Very happy. Very we'll happy. See. They got they got a they got a shot. It's going to be tough, but hey, by the time you get to the third round of the playoffs, uh, it's supposed to be tough. Right. So right. We'll see what happens. Well, thank you, Greg. You are an amazing guy. Thank you for keeping us up to date. We're so glad you came. Thanks, Greg. Well, I appreciate the time, guys, and I'll, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. We are in a song. Clear this phone over here. And let's call this number. Sound good? Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you. Yeah. I'm going to let Stephen lead this call. This. <laughs> Tell us what it is, how much it is. You remember that first time? Oh. Thank you for calling Hoffley. How can I help you? Hi, yes. I was wondering about the listing that you currently have with the Christmas Story House. Sure. May I ask who I'm speaking with? Sure. My name is Steven Spiegel. And um, just, just to be honest, uh, we are on a recorded line. So I'm just trying okay. to find out some specifics. Just wanted to tell you up front. Very nice. Uh, let me go ahead and transfer you to Chad, and he can answer your questions for you. Hold on. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Great music. I mean, anything's 80s for me is great. We're going to voicemail. Do you think so? It's my bet. Chad. Hey, Chad. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, I just wanted to find out about this a Christmas Story house. It's iconic. Man, we're all wondering because nobody has said how much this place is. So I was wondering, what is it listed at? What's the price? Uh, there is no listing price. Okay. So what are we looking at as far as if somebody wants to purchase it? <clears throat> where, where are you calling from? Uh, Alabama, North Alabama. Okay. Yeah, it, just, it, it sounded uh, like an audio recording. It just sounded off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's more than just the house. It's the uh, entire campus, everything that's there and everything that's behind it, the entire business operation. So there's quite a bit. Um, you know, really... <clears throat> You know, if if you or you know whoever it is you represent or your group feel that they have interest, you know, I can give you some direction on the fact that you know you'd probably need about three to five million dollars in liquid capital to invest, and then expect a uh, final sale price uh, in the eight figure range. Okay. All right, that so, sounds good. Yeah, that sounds about right. You know, I was doing a little research, and I, I saw where the previous owner actually bought the place for like one hundred and fifty grand off of eBay. Is that correct? Uh, did you follow that? No. Yes, he did. And that was all. What? That was was just the house itself. So what he's built there is, you know, way above and beyond that. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. All right. Well, thank you so much for letting me know. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm anxious to see what happens with this because I mean, with the new uh, sequel coming out now on HBO Max, it's I'm sure going to generate even more interest. So. Wow, that's pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we're all excited. Yeah. All right, then. Well, thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. Thank all right. You. Bye. Bye. The Scoop. 
He was very serious. I liked it. Nobody else has gotten the scoop. That's like right. We, just got. we know three to five million of liquid capital plus yes. So plus plus eight figures. Oh my god! That's in the tens of millions of dollars. Steven, dude. But I, but I mean, if you're gonna stay in it long enough, you just on ticket sales alone. <laughs> Is two and a half million dollars a year, so you've got. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I still don't. It, maybe I see, would. See, if I had just won that giant lottery, Stephen, uh-huh. I would have been the buyer of this house. That would have been one of the first <laughs> things I've done. Yeah, it's a business investment, though. I would make it back. I would just have to do it over years. Right. Now, this right. is the this is a, the second or third time you've talked about the future. Are you just a dreamer? You just dream I'm, a, I'm dreaming that I won the lottery. Oh my and gosh. if I won Dude, the lottery... You have no idea how many ideas he has. So <laughs> let's just go through a couple of them. Yes. He wants to do the show from the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. What's wrong with that, John- Jonathan? He wants to buy anything? a taco truck, and not only does he want to do tacos, but he also wants to do like uh, drive-by weddings. So that's number two. What else have we talked you? about? That's uh, a, that's nothing wrong with that. So somebody TGIF, puts, you know, TGIF. That's back a that good idea. Uh huh. And that's now a really good idea. He wants to buy the, a Christmas story house. Well, if any of those <laughs> other ideas work, then I can buy the Christmas story house. And then you have to put that lamp up in in the front yes. display. You have yes. to if you get it. Yes. I've never met your wife, but I'm sure she would frown upon she that a little bit. Do, yes. Yes. Hi right, guys. She would. I got 14 seconds. All right. Give him a brief overview, of buzzer beater, real quick. All right. Okay. So he's gonna tell. We're gonna talk about where. Five uh, seconds. What you have to do is read the entire handle at Varsity Radio Show at Varsity underscore Radio underscore Show. Okay. Yep. Here we go. The buzzer beater. Hey, we're gonna tell you where you can find us when this show is over in social media. Uh, due to popular belief, only Stephen lives here. Me and Jonathan do not. We don't live in these chairs. Stephen does. I do. But we don't. Uh, but we want to tell you where you can find us when the show is over. You can find us at Facebook. At Varsity Radio Show. At Instagram at Varsity underscore radio underscore show. Over on Twitter at Varsity Radio 885. And TikTok at Varsity Radio Show. And podcasts everywhere. We're <laughs> everywhere. We're Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. That is the Varsity Radio Show. Mm. Also, B&B Video Games. This is the home of the 80s Style Arcade. The video game retail store in the front. 80s Style Arcade in the back. Right by the Pizza Hut. Where else do you put an 80s Style Arcade? And then we have Char Burger. The home of the famous Char Grill Wildcat Burger. Philly Cheesesteak and Jumbo Crispy Onion Rings. They are so good. Yes, they are. So good. Hey, we are so glad that you joined us this week for Albertville Cross Country. Unfortunately, I, I, I can hear you crying. We won't be here next week because we're going to take Thanksgiving just like you do. Nice. Uh, and so we won't be in the studio, but come join us that next week for the set at the same varsity time, same varsity place, 2.30 to 4.30, 88.5 JFM, the Varsity Radio Show. And we got to give you just a heads up. Because we've been talking about this a Christmas story house, and we were wondering how much it costs. We figured it out. We actually it's, called. Yeah, we did. And we found out, if you want that information, you need to go back and check out the Facebook Live, which is going to be archived on Facebook momentarily. So go check it out. So You'll be amazed at how much money it's going to cost. A very lot. Oh, I'll just say that. A very <laughs> lot. Let's just say... A whole lot of money. Eight figures. Yes. 
Oh my. Okay, yes. so back wow. to the music now. All right, see you guys. See you.